right, well, good morning. Great to see every one of you here this morning. My name is Dave, and I'm the lead pastor here at Connect. And uh, maybe some of you were here last Sunday for Easter, and you've come back again a second week. We're thrilled to have you back here. Thanks so much for coming. Uh, for those of you who are here every week, good to see you too. Um, so last week was uh, spring break uh, for many of the kids who go to school here in Washington. And uh, my boys actually got to go away with a friend and their families. They were in Las Vegas, and uh, saw the Grand Canyon, the Hoover Dam. They had a fantastic trip. Uh, Case and I were very jealous that they got to go without us. But um, we decided, because we were staying at home, we'd have like a mini staycation with Emma, my, my daughter. She's 10. And we decided, let's take a couple of days and go down to St. Louis and uh, just stay the night in a hotel and just take Emma. It'll be a fun time. And it was. It was brilliant. Uh, we went down and we went to St. Louis Zoo on the first day. It was the only day of the week that it didn't rain. So that was cool. And um, we got to go to the zoo, and it was just a brilliant day, just the three of us. We saw the polar bears swimming right up against the glass, and she got lots of cool pictures. Uh, we saw the camels, and it was Wednesday, so we got to stand there and shout, hump day, so that was awesome. Um, we saw a couple of leopards wrestling. That was cool. That's what we told Emma they were doing anyway. But um, <laughs> true story. So uh, <laughs> just never a dull moment at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a fantastic time. It was a great day. We spent the night in a really nice hotel. She swam in the pool. And then Thursday, Casey and I decided we'd divide and conquer. So uh, Casey decided she was going to use the day to do some shopping, go to the mall, go to Ikea, uh, all those good big city things you get to do. Emma and I, we went to a place called the City Museum. Anyone ever been to the City Museum? Yeah, it's, it's an amazing place. If you've never been there, okay, the City Museum is basically, it was this big, empty kind of warehouse, 10-story warehouse, and someone, um, some sick individual came in and thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just fill this place with a bunch of caverns and mazes and caves and ladders and slides, and it'll be every child's dream and every parent's nightmare. And it was. That's exactly exactly what it was. Okay, we got there and it was raining that day, so all the outdoor stuff was closed. So now there was more kids than normal inside. Um, it was spring break, so there was more kids than normal there as well. And basically, it's just this mass of different caves and tunnels and things where kids can climb and play. i got a friend, uh, Tens Connect, and uh, he's a real kind of health and safety guy. And uh, he's brilliant. He just serves us great here at Connect. He's the guy who makes sure if there are cables need taping down, he'll tape down those cables um, on a baptism Sunday. He's the one that kind of showed us that those extension cords shouldn't run that close to that big tank full of water. Apparently, electricity and water don't mix well, so he showed us, you know, a safe way to do it. Seriously, some of you here this morning are alive because he is in Connect. That's the only reason you haven't died up till now. So I saw him after I got back from the museum. I was like, dude, you would hate this place, okay? It is like there's kids everywhere. There just doesn't need to be a rhyme or reason. They just get to climb. And, and the only solution to stay safe, you know, to kind of watch every kids is you have to follow them through these tunnels that just, yeah, they just go all sorts of weird. Some of them don't go anywhere. You get all the way down, it just gets narrower and narrower, then just ends, and then you like have to go backwards. Now, obviously, some parents knew this because there were parents walking around with knee pads. Those things you get at Menards, you know, for if you're like laying carpet or something, they're walking around with knee pads on. I'm like, what is this place? But as scary as it was, Emma loved it. She loved every minute, as did every kid in that building. Why? Because it was an adventure. 
It was an adventure. It wasn't just a normal kind of laid out, this is the right way to go, this is the wrong way to go. It was just, you know, kind of an adventurous place to be. And I say all that because God, for us here at Connect Church, is taking us on an adventure. I believe that uh, we are embarking upon an adventure This adventure will feel to some of us like it did those kids at the City Museum. It'll be exciting. This adventure to some of us will feel like it did for those parents at the City Museum. It'll be terrifying. But it is an adventure. Because you see, God is on the move. And I believe God wants us to move along with him. God is on the move and I believe that God wants us to move along with him. Now, I don't think this is just something that is true of Connect Church. I believe that God has always been on the move. I think you can read through the Bible, you can read through church history, and you'll see that God is always on the move. Anytime it looks like a group of people or a church or, or even an individual in their own relationship with God kind of comes to a, a plateau, you'll sense that challenge that God wants to move them because he wants us to always be moving and growing. So just like he does in our individual lives, as a church, God is kind of stirring us to keep on moving forward, to keep moving as part of this adventure that he has us on. Now, if you're visiting here this morning at Connect, it's great to have you here. Um, It's going to be a little bit different than normal. This series overall is going to be a little bit different than normal. Normally in our series, we'll we'll take three or four or five weeks and we'll kind of work through a, a thought or an idea that ideally will kind of help us spiritually move the ball along the field. Okay, an idea that will just basically help us, uh, if, if we don't know Jesus, maybe come to a place of discovering who he is and how much he loves us and how he wants to be a part of our lives. For those who are followers of, of Jesus, our, our series are to help you grow in that relationship. And ideally, in our series, both will happen. Some will get to discover Jesus and some will get to discover him more in their lives. But this series that we're in is going to be a little bit different. This series, Together for Washington, as we talk about this adventure that God's got us on, it's going to be a little bit different. So over the next four weeks, if you're visiting, I hope you'll stick with us. I hope you'll kind of dial in and, and listen to what's going on. But really, it's going to be kind of more of a family meeting. That's what this four-week series is going to be. It's going to be us as Connects kind of having a family meeting. It's, it's, it's getting everyone in the kitchen. Maybe you've had a family meeting like this where you've, you've called the kids into the kitchen. and You're like, hey, kids, we need everyone in here. We've got a family meeting, okay? I need all the kids, mom, dad. We're going to sit around the table because there's some stuff we need to tell you. Now, those family meetings can be... Can be um, Sad times, maybe it's some sad news or some bad news. Sometimes a family meeting is to share some exciting news. Kids, we're going on vacation. We've booked the trip. And depending as, the, as a family what your vacations are like, that's normally either good news or bad news. You know, normally the kids are like super excited. They're like, seriously? Maybe it's like kids, we're going to Disney. And they're like, yay! <laughs> or it's kids, we're going camping. And they're like, oh. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. There are some of you that that's a great trip. That's, I, I get it. There are some of you who love going camping. And that's because you've never stayed in a hotel. But um, <laughs> you'll find out there's, there's, there's great ways of traveling as a family. Anyway, 
This is kind of one of those moments for us as a church. We're going to kind of get together in the kitchen as a family. and We're going to say, hey, this is what we feel is the next step in the journey of Connect. This is where we're headed as a church. And depending on your background, growing up in church, whatever your background's like, in the same way that your response as a kid to the vacation we're going on can be affected by the vacations previously, then, then some of what we share over the next couple of weeks will, um, will affect you in different ways. But one way or another, God has us on this adventure, and this series is going to be kind of our family discussion of, of what that looks like, how we're going to get there, all that kind of thing. So what is this adventure that God has got us on? Well, around five years ago, it was 2013, um, some of you who have attended Connect for a long time have, have heard this story probably multiple times now, but Casey, my wife, and I we were living here in Washington. Um, I'm not from Washington originally. Uh, she is. So uh, Washington was our home. And um, we were actually working with a church in Peoria. We've been working there about seven years. But we really just felt that God was kind of stirring our hearts. We loved this community. We loved our neighbors and friends. We would invite friends of ours who didn't have a church home, didn't have a relationship with Jesus, to join us at the church in Peoria that we used to work at. And a lot of times their response was, Ugh. I would, but it's like all the way in Peoria. Well, like, it's like 15 minutes. It's not like we're driving across state lines. You know, you just got to go across that river. They're like, ah, oh, on a Sunday, drive across the river. So, so we really just felt, you know, maybe we need to start a church here in Washington. There are some great churches already here in Washington, but we know that we've got some neighbors and some friends that we do life with who don't currently attend any of those churches. So our goal is to start Connect Church, not with the um, idea that maybe some people would leave the churches that are already established and come to our church instead. We definitely didn't want that to happen. Our goal was that we wanted to reach people, families, individuals, couples, kids, who currently didn't have a relationship with Jesus, weren't going to church anywhere. And we were hoping that by starting Connect Church, we would reach some of those people. And the reality is that Case and I have just been amazed over the last five years at what we've seen God do. I don't think five years ago in 2013, if we could have written down on a piece of paper what we expected, it would have looked like this. This is beyond our wildest dreams. Since we launched in September of 2013, we've seen 115 people get baptized here at Connect. 115, that's, that's incredible. That's over 100 people who have said, I want everyone to know that Jesus is the most important person in my life and I want to follow him. And some of you can think of those stories, those videos that you've seen of that transformation take place. Last Sunday, Easter Sunday, there were 740 people here in church. That just blows me away that that many people, that's incredible. This morning, there are dozens of families and individuals sat in here right now who if I could walk around with a microphone would tell you the story of how until recently, God and church weren't even on their radar. But since Connect launched, they've now discovered this new relationship with Jesus. They're attending regularly. And this isn't normal for a church that meets in a middle school. If you look across the country, this isn't you know, normal activity. And I don't say this in any kind of boastful way. I'm, I'm amazed I stand back and I say, God, this is incredible what you are doing. 
I am so humbled and thrilled to be a part of this and to, to hear some of the stories of people who are connecting through so many different aspects of connect, whether it's the kids coming to kids' church, the alpha class that we've run, small groups, Sunday mornings, just different ways that different people connect and the stories that keep coming out of how Jesus is changing lives. It is amazing. It's been such an adventure. And Case and I, we've just been so thrilled to be a part of this adventure. And we're thrilled for where the adventure is taking us. Because the truth is that since our launch as a church, our desire has always been that as much as we love being in Washington Middle School and the relationship we have with them, our desire has always been that one day we would have a permanent home of our own, a place here in this community that we could call Connect Church somewhere where we could put down roots and let the community know, let the people of Washington know that we are here to stay. And then last fall, as as I shared with you, you've already heard, this opportunity presented itself. This building uh, became available for sale. It had sat empty for many years, and uh, the opportunity came to buy it. So we felt the leadership here at Connect, that God was on the move, that he was moving us in the direction of purchasing and renovating this space. So we took that step of faith. We took that step of faith and we said, this is what we want to be, the permanent home of Connect Church. But just because you know that God's kind of leading you in a certain direction, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's just an easy step to take. In fact, I bet many of you could tell a story this morning of a a time in your life where maybe God was leading you in a certain direction, maybe in your relationship, in a business venture, uh, just in something in your life. And and you realize, wow, this is a difficult step to take. God, I believe that this is what you want me to do, but it doesn't mean it's coming easy to me to understand this and accept this. So while we felt that this was God moving us in this direction, we also felt that, wow, this is going to take some faith to step in this direction. You know, you don't have to just look at your own life. You can look back through Scripture. God's plan was always to bring Jesus for us. God's plan was to bring Jesus so that through his death, his sacrifice, we could have a relationship with him. God's plan wasn't just to bring Jesus. It was to bring Jesus through a specific group of people, the people of Israel. So as you read through the Old Testament leading up to the birth of Jesus, you discover that this this nation of Israel, these people that God had chosen, had a remarkable journey that they went upon. Some of you may be familiar with their story. It started off when they were slaves in Egypt, millions of them. And they cried out to God, God, if we're your chosen people, why are we suffering here in slavery? And, and God heard their cries and he delivered them. And there's a, a wonderful story of how under the leadership of Moses, God took those Israelites out of Egypt and, and through the wilderness. And I wish I had time to tell you that whole story this morning. I don't. But you can watch this movie on Netflix, The Prince of Egypt, if you've uh, seen this. This is a great movie. You can also, there's a book you can read as well. It's called Exodus. It's in the Bible. I'd recommend that too. But... Um, But this tells the whole story of Moses, how he delivered the Israelites out of Egypt and the the journey they went on. It's an incredible story if you read it. And it's a story of God's provision and God's miraculous rescue of these people. But there came a point where they arrived to the very edge of the promised land where where God was leading them. And Moses didn't get to take them there. This this actually fell on the, the shoulders of a leader by the name of Joshua. And Joshua was the one who was going to take the Israelites to their new home. And he stood on the edge of the promised land with this group of Israelites that numbered well over a million people. And despite the fact that they'd seen so much evidence of God at work in their lives, 
It didn't take away the fear and apprehension as they looked at this mighty river, the Jordan River. And across the other side, this big walled city called Jericho. And they knew that God was taking them on this adventure, but there were these, these obstacles in, this, in the way, these things that were kind of making them nervous. But listen to what God says to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, he says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River and into the land that I am giving them. Then he goes on several times throughout this passage to keep reminding Joshua to be strong and courageous, to trust me. And then he finishes off in verse 9 by saying, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That is a verse that I've been thinking about a lot this week. That is a verse that God has used to kind of speak to me a lot through my life. When I faced different situations as a leader, I find myself coming back to this passage and God really speaking to me through these words. These words become my words. I read them, I say, God, this is my prayer, that I would be strong and courageous, that I would not be afraid or discouraged, because God, I believe you are with me wherever I go. So this adventure that God has got us on, I feel like he's encouraging us as a church family saying, be strong and courageous. I will be with you wherever you go. And the truth is we don't even have to just look at that verse. We can just look back at the history of Connect since we started five years ago. We can see time and time again how God provided in miraculous ways. You'll get to hear some of those stories over the coming weeks of just amazing things that I wish we as leaders could take credit for, but, but we can't. It's just so clear now, looking back, that this was God's plan all along, that God was with us. He was preparing the way. Things that we never thought would happen, happened. Directions we thought we should go turned out to be the wrong direction, and God took us on other directions. But nonetheless, this morning, we stand here, Connect Church, with our own Jordan River, our own Jericho standing before us. And you might say, well, what is that? Well, well this is what it is. As we step into this adventure where, where we feel God is taking us, it's not an easy step to take. Let me explain why. So the cost to purchase this building uh, is $420,000. So $420,000 is the cost to purchase the building. If you're not familiar with this, I'm kind of taking it for granted that you guys know what I'm talking about. But uh, if you've lived here in Washington uh, any length of time, this is the old Walmart building that sits in the center of town, uh, right opposite the little golf course there. And um, sat empty for a long time, but for a while, this side of the building was used by an, a company called Tractor Supply Company. That's the, that's the part of the building that we're purchasing for $420,000. So that will get us the, the entire 25,000 square feet that used to be used by Tractor Supply Company. So as well as the purchase of the building, we've spoken to some people in Connect who are in the construction business, who you know, are much cleverer than us when it comes to things like this. And they've gone through the building, they've looked, and they've tried to give us an, an estimate of what it's going to cost to renovate the inside of this space. Because um, you know, it's, it's not built for a church right now. It's built for a tractor supply company. So what's it going to cost to create walls and bathrooms and areas for the kids to play you know, and, and all this different kind of thing and, and have Connect kids take place? 
So they sat down and they did the numbers and they've told us that the renovation cost to renovate the inside of this building will probably be around $1 million. Yeah, $1 million. That's how I felt when they told me that number two. I gotta be honest, this morning, for me as a leader, looking at that 1.42, is that, am I saying that right? 1,420,000, roughly 1.4 million <laughs> price tag. That's like, I imagine the Israelites felt when they looked at Jericho and they saw their walls. They knew that the promised land was on the other side, but they had to look at that walled city and think, wow, that's a big obstacle. And I look at this and I think, wow, that's a big obstacle, but. Two things. Number one, I believe that God is leading us in this direction, so I believe he's going to help us get there. And number two, I can look back to all the other times that we've faced big obstacles, and God has totally been fair for us. So that fills my faith. That fills my confidence. And I stand upon that verse in Joshua 1, verse 9, that says, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So we've sat down as a leadership team and we've prayed and we've talked to experts and we've talked to people in the area of finance and construction and uh, who have worked with churches that have been in situations like us before, organizations that have helped churches move into a full-time location or grow or do add-ons, that kind of thing. And we've had lots of conversations and what we believe as a leadership team, and as we're going to talk more about over the next few weeks throughout this series, we believe that God has positioned us to where we can raise a significant amount of that cost from within. We believe that people like yourselves who call Connect Church, your church home, the family that are sat around the table right now, we can work together to help overcome this obstacle. So we've worked to develop a strategic plan for making this financially feasible for Connect Church. And we've come to the conclusion that we'd like to raise $700,000 over the next three years above our regular offerings through a strategic initiative that we'll be launching here today. That is our goal. That's the, the heart of what Together for Washington will be all about as we speak over the next three or four weeks. We're going to be talking about what that means for us, how that can happen. And again, if you're visiting here this morning... This is a family conversation. This is us gathered together, sharing the exciting direction that we feel that God is leading us and what it's going to take to get us there. Now, I know this is like drinking from a fire hose at the moment. This is a lot of uh, information to take all at once. And, and we're going to unpack this more practically over the next three or four weeks and explain more um, how and why we're going to do this. We're going to talk a lot about this particular building, how um, even though that number is a big number, we look at that compared to what it would cost to build this building um, somewhere else in town. It would, building it from scratch would cost a lot more. We're going to talk about some of the miracles we've already seen in the way that God has provided because right now this building actually doesn't look like that. It looks a lot more like a car dealership because right now that's what it is. <laughs> But even that, there's an amazing God story that's going on about how God has provided through that situation. And even that is going to help with some of this. So we're going to tell some exciting stories of how we see God at work. We're going to tell some practical things about what it's going to take to make this happen. Today, we're going to send you away with a, a booklet that you're all going to get. It's called Together for Washington. This is going to kind of unpack more about this series that we're in, this, this campaign that we're going to embark upon together as a church. 
There'll be questions answered here. It'll tell you a lot in this booklet. So every one of you gets one of these to take away when you leave. We didn't put these on the chairs because I knew you'd be reading this and not listening to me. So you get this when you go home. You can read this this afternoon instead. But as a visitor, if you're here this morning, you're thinking, great. It's the first week I come to connect. I've got to get my checkbook out. Here we go. <laughs> on the contrary. Again, you get to kind of watch the family working together. This is us, those of us who call Connect Church our church home, those of us who can tell stories of what we've seen God do in our lives or the lives of our family through the ministry of Connect. Those of us who are excited about what we feel God is still going to do in the future here in Washington through this, through this church. Not just here in Washington, but in surrounding areas across the world. We, Andy talked about this mission trip we're going to in Ecuador uh, in the summer. This is to visit a church that we helped to build over there. Before we even found a permanent location for our church, we'd already found a permanent location for a group of um, believers in Ecuador. And we've helped build a church there, and we're reaching children in poverty through that church. So I know God's got more in store for Connect in the future. As a pastor, I'd be lying if I didn't say this morning that looking ahead at this campaign that I'm a little nervous. It is a big step of faith. It's something we've never done here at Connect, so it's a big first step for us. But again, when I look back at how I see God play a part in, in who we've been as a church up till now, my confidence, my faith grows because as I see that time and time again, God has delivered on his promises. In fact, if you read the first six chapters of the book of Joshua, you'll find the, the Jordan River, the walls of Jericho, they didn't stand in the way of the people. Despite how scary these walls looked, they didn't stop the people from finding their way to the promised land. They didn't stop that nation from growing. They didn't stop one day Jesus from, from coming from this nation, being born, dying. And we, we celebrated this last Easter, being a, a sacrifice in our place so that we could experience a relationship with God through Jesus. All of this was possible because those obstacles that we read about, that those Israelites probably looked at with some fear, didn't stand in the way. Because God came through on his promise when he said, be strong and courageous. I'm the Lord your God. I will go with you wherever you go. And we stand on that promise this morning. So I know right now you're, you're thinking numbers, you're thinking the size, you're thinking, is this really the, the best thing for us to do? This is a, um, a huge challenge. So here's how I want us to finish this message this morning. I want to I step back from the what, because right now we've, we've been looking at the what. What together for Washington is leading us towards, to this, this permanent location that will be Connect Church's home, what it's going to take to get us there. And, and over the next few weeks, we're going to kind of unpack some of the nuts and bolts of how that's going to happen. So there'll be a lot of what's, a lot of how's. But I want to finish this morning. I want to send you out of here this morning just reflecting one more time on the why. On the why. Why would we do this? Why would we take this big step? Why would we buy a building? Why would we um, take this big adventure that we're going on in the way of finances? Why would we do this? Well, let me tell you why. In 1897, there was a group of Christians that were meeting regularly in homes in a town south of London, England called Sutton. Like us, they decided that the time was right to buy a building in which they could gather and worship together. 
The problem was that this small group of believers, they only had a little bit of money. So they decided that what they would do with the money that was available was they would actually buy a small piece of land, a small site, and they couldn't afford to build a big church building on this site, so they just built these two small buildings at the end of the land that they purchased. These two small buildings were corrugated iron and and wood frame. You can see them there in the picture. The hope was that one day they'd have enough money to actually build a full-size worship space on that land, but at least this would get them started. One of the buildings actually served as the worship space. It sat about 30 or 40 people. They would meet here behind the two buildings. There was one outside single restroom. So we are very fortunate here. We've only got indoor restrooms in our second winter. Over the years that followed, this little Baptist church became Sutton Pentecostal Church, and over time, Sutton Pentecostal Church was renamed Sutton Christian Center, and eventually, a building went up on the land that they had purchased, and now, there sits a church there that reaches hundreds of people every Sunday in Sutton, Surrey, just south of London. So why am I telling this story? Well, when I was a teenager, there were only three things on my mind. My mum, my dad, and Jesus. That's not true at all. Okay, when I was a teenager, (laughs) I wish that were the case. There were only three things on my mind. That was girls, hanging out with my friends, and well, definitely not Jesus, I'll say that. (laughs) That was my teenage years. I was living far from God. My parents were Christians, but I had no desire to be a follower of Jesus at all. And then when I was 18, I met this guy called Simon, and he'd recently become a Christian, and he was telling me how Jesus had transformed his life, and he was telling me that Jesus loved me, and Jesus wanted a relationship with me, and despite the fact that I thought this sounded ridiculous, and despite the thought that I thought, well, becoming a follower of Jesus means giving up all this fun stuff I'm doing to live a really boring life as an 18-year-old, that's kind of how I perceived it, I couldn't deny that there was something different about Simon, As Simon was sharing with me about his relationship with Jesus, I could see something in his eyes. I could see that there was a change that had taken place because I knew Simon before he was a Christian. And I knew, no matter what I thought about Christianity, I could not deny that there was something different about Simon. So I listened to what he had to say as he shared about how much Jesus loved me and how much Jesus wanted to be in a relationship with me and how this life that I was living, it may seem fun in the moment, but there's an emptiness, and it was true. There was. I felt this emptiness when the music stopped, when the lights faded. I just felt like there was something missing in my life. And Simon was telling me that this Jesus would fill that sense of emptiness that was in my life. As well as sharing with me one-on-one about what Jesus had done in his life, Simon invited me to come to his church with him. Let's pull that picture up again. This was the church that Simon invited me to, Sutton Christian Center in Sutton, Surrey. That was the first church I went to on the journey in discovering Jesus. This is the church that I became a Christian at. This is the church where I got tied in with the youth group, started to hear about more about how much Jesus loved me. This is the church where I got baptized. We didn't do videos. We had to stand up and and tell our story. So I remember standing in this church and telling my story. 
before being baptized. This was the church where the children's pastor, who despite me being this kind of young 18-year-old, brand new Christian, a little rough around the edges still, asked if I would like to help with the kids' ministry, play soccer with the kids and play games. And I said, I'd love to do that. And I saw God start to work in my life and transform my life as I saw him use me to impact the lives of these children who didn't know Jesus. This was the church in the early 90s where I was called into a meeting one day in the office to meet these two Americans from Washington, Illinois, who'd come to visit because they'd heard about this missions program that I was a part of while I attended this church, and they were interested in getting this program started in America, and they wanted to ask me questions about the program, and unbeknownst to me, after that meeting, they spoke to the leader of the program, and they said, we like that guy. I don't know why. (laughs) They said, do you think he'd be interested in coming to America and helping us run this program? And they invited me. I'd been to America twice. I'd been to Orlando, Disney World, and I'd been to California, Disneyland. So I knew I loved America. (laughs) So I said, yeah, I'll go. And Washington, Illinois was exactly like all my other experiences. of America up to that point. But I stayed. And I helped get this missions program up and running. And during the process, I met a young lady from Washington called Casey. We got married. We started a family. And then 20 years later, we started a church. And I've not been able to stop thinking about that this week. Because if it hadn't been for a group of Christians in 1897 who probably sat around looking at the cost of buying that land and putting up those two little buildings, could quite easily have talked themselves out of doing it, but they felt like God was on the move and they wanted to go with him, that this was an adventure and they wanted to be a part of it. And I just wonder, had they not done that, I may not be here today. Connect Church may not be here today. You may not be here today. So yes, I look at this building with excitement about the stories that will one day be told. And I get nervous about what it's going to take to get us there. But I just know that God is on the move. And God wants to work miraculously through this journey. And that together for Washington, we as a church family are going to see some really exciting things happen. So I really hope, like Andy asked earlier, that you would do me the honor of just trying your hardest over the next three weeks to say, okay, I'm going to be here through this series. I want to hear more about this. I want to hear the stories. I want to hear the practical um, ways this is going to play out. If you've called Connect Church your church home, if you're part of our family, sat around the kitchen table right now here in this important kind of family meeting, then make that commitment. Say, I'm going to really try my hardest. And even if I can't be there, I'm going to listen to it online because I want to make sure that I hear where we're going over this journey over the next four weeks. Because like I said, over 100 years ago, a group of Christians in Sutton, Surrey, did just that. And we're here today because of them. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We see evidence throughout Scripture of times that you were always on the move and and you were taking people to places that it was their faith in you that got them there. It wasn't the fact that they thought, oh yeah, we can easily knock down the walls of that city. We can easily get across this river. We can easily get out of Egypt. Every single part of the journey, Lord, there was an element where it's like, God, 
I don't know how we can do this, but if you're telling us this is where we're going, we trust you that you will provide a way. And we see time and time again that happen. I know many could share stories this morning in their own lives of business ventures, relationships, things in their own lives where they just didn't seem like this was the easiest step to take, but they felt like you were with them. And now looking back, God, they can see that you took them to somewhere that maybe they didn't see they could get in their own strength. And that's for us this morning as Connect Church, as a Connect family. This is where we're headed. And we're excited, God. And we're nervous, but we trust you. And we make the choice this morning to be strong and to be courageous because we know that you are going to lead us. You are going to go before us. You are going to show us how to get there. And I believe, Lord, that we're going to Um, in months and years to come, we're going to look back at this series and realize, wow, that was such an incredible moment in the history of Connect Church. Look at what God did during that month of April in 2018. We'll tell those stories for years to come. And every time we tell them, you will get the glory. Thank you, God, for who you are and what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.